Dr. Ruben Devlin has been named as a special envoy, I guess, from Doug Ford to uh, address hallway medicine and find efficiencies in the health system here in Ontario. $348,000 a year, plus, plus. So uh, a lot of people are perhaps seeing that in a critical light. Others were very positive, saying you get, you know, uh, if you pay the right amount of money to the right individual, uh, you do get results. Hey, look, at least Doug Ford is living up to the promise of job creation, right? There's one job he's created. It's a rather nice one, too, for the, the good doctor. And he is a good doctor. He was. He was in charge of the Humber River Regional Hospital. And now, uh, you know, he's actually taken a substantial haircut in terms of what he was making as a former CEO. But, you know, jobs are first and foremost uh, to any politician and, of course, to the people affected or impacted directly. Uh, That's the new currency, of course, when you've got people whose jobs may be uh, endangered, especially now that we've got these issues with the United States and Donald Trump's administration, uh, tariffs placed on aluminum, steel, and potentially autos as well. It doesn't augur well going forward. I was mentioning Delu as well in uh, just moments ago that... uh, The Chinese and the Americans are playing this dangerous game of brinksmanship as well with tariffs imposed tit for tat of about 34 billion. Trump says he'll even take it into the realm of 200 billion if necessary. So how that augurs going forward is anyone's guess, but let's just stay local and uh, find out about the impact on Canadian jobs and the workers therein and thereof. Aaron O'Toole is the MP for the riding of Durham. He's also the official opposition shadow minister for foreign affairs and international development. And he was speaking with stakeholders at the Oakville Chamber of Commerce, Ford Canada, and the Canadian manufacturers and exporters about the impact of the U.S. tariffs on steel, aluminum, and so on and so forth. Let's find out uh, what was said, what was learned, and uh, what we can anticipate going forward. Aaron O'Toole, good afternoon, and welcome to The Oakley Show. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate you coming on. Now, I understand uh, this is all part of uh, a broader initiative called the Defend Local Jobs Tour. Is that something you're part of here? Is that what this is about? Yeah, our leader, Andrew Shear, has sent a number of MPs, about six or seven of us, out to hear from employers, exporters, manufacturers directly on how the early tariffs on steel and aluminum are already affecting them. Uh, Concern about the looming threat of auto tariffs and really just to talk about NAFTA, the importance of trade, and, and to listen. And I had a number of really, really insightful uh, meetings in Oakville today. And to, to say that, that exporters and the auto industry is worried would be an understatement. All right. Uh, did they have any positive feedback to, to suggest any way of ameliorating the situation or addressing it so jobs would be protected? Absolutely. I think a lot of them feel that we, we need to listen to the American concerns a lot better. You know, the U.S. administration, um, you talked about China at the outset, have been concerned about China and particularly dumping of steel and aluminum for well over a year. But Canada didn't really respond to those U.S. concerns until literally we were caught in the what's called Section 232 tariffs. The, the exporters I was hearing today said, look, we have to align our trade uh, considerations with the U.S. because 70-80% of our exports go to the U.S. So if we're not on the same page, we're going to be caught up. Uh, so they would like like us to coordinate better. They'd like us to secure access. So they really want to see NAFTA talks get back on track. And they want it to be about jobs, less about some of the posturing on issues that they've seen from Justin Trudeau. Well, all right. Justin Trudeau decided to impose $16.6 billion in retaliatory tariffs. Did you support that? I do support reciprocal retaliatory tariffs. But as I've said consistently, we have to speak with them on 
their concerns with respect to China. Uh, I think had we been more responsive, uh, we had a year and Canada didn't do anything. In fact, Justin Trudeau was pursuing a free trade agreement with China at a time that both Democrats and Republicans were saying some Chinese actions were were unfair on a global trade basis. We weren't responsive to that, and it seems like we've been caught up uh, in the tariffs as a result. The good thing is, John, I think if we if we are responsive, we can actually get exempted as we should be because our economy is so integrated. So we, we've, we've got to be responsive. It doesn't mean we necessarily agree with everything out of Washington, but if we ignore the way they're going, it's going to impact jobs across Ontario especially. Well, and I understand there have been outreach programs. Uh, this premier, the newly uh, designated, the new premier, uh, Doug Ford, has talked about uh, going and meeting with the various governors of the border states and, you know, the outreach. I guess Kathleen Wynne, uh, his predecessor, also did that uh, because that seems to be a rational approach to things. Now, this is where I really question what's going on. I mean, you hear various and sundry from the critics and the punditry. Is Donald Trump irrational or is he playing hardball, a form of brinksmanship that he just uses as a tactic to ultimately get what he wants? What's your assessment? I think there is certainly some hardball uh, negotiation tactics on his part. No question about it. But if anybody watches this closely, the real uh, long-term play of the Trump administration has been respect to China. The, what they feel is the oversupply and the transshipment of, of commodities like steel and aluminum, but also on intellectual property. They've been talking about this literally for well over a year, and so the tariffs shouldn't really have been a surprise. Uh, Wilbur Ross recently said that Canada and some and, and EU countries were caught up because they didn't respond to U.S. concerns about China. So, John, when most of our trade, the vast, vast majority going back generations, uh, goes to the U.S., we have to have general alignment with them on on how they view, um, you know, Asian trade issues or, or problems. So I think the fact that we were ignoring them uh, led to, to tariffs. I do think it means we can be lifted from the tariffs on steel and aluminum, but the government needs to be much more responsive. In other words, Trump doesn't want us to play the role of a transit country where uh, the Chinese dump their stuff here and we just allow it to go into the States because we have that under the rubric of NAFTA. I got it. Uh, And so the whole NAFTA thing, I mean, uh, are you confident that we can have some kind of uh, a workable deal we can live with, protect our jobs, primarily the auto sector, steel, aluminum, that kind of thing? Do you foresee that happening? I'm very confident, and we're here to work with the government where we can, but we're also there to nudge them back on course where they need to. You know, last September, Justin Trudeau set out his government's objectives for for NAFTA, and he put in environment, labor, indigenous issues, a range of issues that they would have known that Donald Trump was not going to find alignment on. We said at the outset, use auto as the linchpin to getting NAFTA modernized, because we wouldn't have NAFTA were it not for the auto industry, which since 1965 in the Auto Pact, we've treated things manufactured or assembled in Ontario uh, as domestic in the United States. There's, since 1965, we've been like that. So let's let's get auto right, and I think everything else will fall into place. I still think we should approach that. And on certain things, maybe even the five-year sunset, I heard from a lot of businesses here saying, let's get market access secured, and we can live with a sunset, if, if that gets us the certainty uh, of jobs. I heard that consistently today, uh, whereas Mr. Trudeau said that was one of his, his red lines. So 
we're listening to pass this in to make sure that the government understands they want market access to the U.S. or they're going to see layoffs. So if that means in five years from now we have to justify the importance of NAFTA to both the U.S. economy and ours, so be it. But at least in the short term, we're going to secure those jobs. Aaron O'Toole is with us, the Shadow Minister for Foreign Affairs and International Development uh, with the PCs up in uh Ottawa. By the way, Stephen Harper went down to Washington. Uh, Justin Trudeau, I guess uh, they perhaps uh, snubbed him. Uh, any idea what Stephen Harper talked about, what he broached with the Trump administration? Well, uh, Mr. Harper is the head of a group called the International Democratic Union. It's a group of, of center and center-right political parties. You know, last head of it was the former prime minister of New Zealand. He's meeting uh, often around the world with a number of, of people. He's well known for trade and security. I think his, his discussions related to his work at the IDU and trade and security. And I think it's helpful. Look, Stephen Harper's well regarded. The trade agreements we have, 98% of our export access uh, for Canadian companies have been negotiated by conservatives, Brian Mulroney or Stephen Harper. So I think if we can help get talks back on track, uh, I think it's an all-hands-on-deck approach. All right, fair enough. I appreciate it, and uh, wish you success in your uh, tour around the country, defending local jobs tour, and uh, we'll see if it comes to fruition or uh, bears any fruit. Aaron, thanks for your time. Have a nice weekend. You too. Thanks, John. You got Aaron O'Toole, again, MP for the riding of Durham, and uh, he's the official opposition shadow minister for Foreign Affairs International Development.